and a half. There it is. What up, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen? Welcome to a live show. All right. So uh, you ever wonder that little feeling you get right before you jump on stage? How do you get your game face on? We're going to find out today. Yeah. Shut up, Shut up and sit down. down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. There we go. <laughs> it's a little bit tricky on Zoom, but we got it. I yep, got yep. it. I love it. It's still ready there to rock and roll. So it uh, is, it is. James, without further well, ado, drop in some intro for me, yeah? Dropping in the intro. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to step your game up to the next level. Today's guest is coming to us from a consulting firm that enhances mental skills for athletes and coaches to improve performance in sport. This extraordinary team focuses on a holistic inside-out approach to enhance and improve the mental approach to your game, connecting the mind and body to produce an elite mindset complemented by physical talent. So join us today to learn how the best get better and how you can do the same. From the 90% Mental Podcast and here to tell us how to be our best, give a warm business bros welcome to the rock star owner of Game Face Performance, Grant Paul! <laughs> <laughs> wow, James, that is the best intro that's, that's I've ever been a part of on any 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 podcast I've been on. That's been the best one, man. That's 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 right well, thank on. You, thank you. Thank you. I stole all the information from everything that you have posted on the interwebs. So you have done a great <laughs> job of branding yourself, my friend. Right. I believed in you for a long time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, Grant, tell me a little bit about how you got started in this space. I want to know, uh, you know, how do you, how does one become a game face performer? Well, I'll, I'll give you the the cliff notes on it. Um, I was I actually played football for 13 years and uh, was a quarterback and had a career-ending injury my junior year. Um, that injury to my hip lasted about two decades, and I dealt with. Uh, identity issues, um, went through a little depression. I had two hip replacements on the same hip before I was 40. Um, one left, one uh, surgery left me handicapped for about four years. Couldn't really walk, couldn't tie my shoes, clip my toenails. My spine was turning in three spots the way I, I was overcompensating my walk. So I went through, I went through some stuff. Um, and when I got back to who I really truly was, after my second surgery, that's when I wanted to redesign my life and reignite this warrior inside of me. And, uh, and so that was at the moment when I was about 40 years old, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get back to my roots, which is being an athlete and being a warrior. So I ended up, went, I went back to school and got my master's in sports psychology. And, uh, and ever since then, you know, started my company, my podcast and working with teams, athletes, coaches, even executives, which I call, I call them corporate athletes. Um, and I do a lot of leadership training as well. So ever since I made that decision to kind of redesign me, you know, this has been my path and I've been loving it. Don't ever let somebody tell you, you can't do something. That's right. That's right. I, I, I'm curious to know, uh, what was that point in your life where you decided to make a change? There's a lot of people who, 
kind of just deal with the pain and just accept it as part of who they are. And there are people like yourself that at some point make the change and decide that's it. This is going to be the new me and starting right now, I'm making that difference. Yeah. You know, for, for about two decades, I was playing a very narrow game, very, very, very safe game because I was fearful. I was always in the effect of my negative thoughts. Um, I, I always wanted to be the old grant, which was really cool to get to a point to go, you know what, that old grant's cool and it can stay over there but I'm going to redesign it. And that was, that was a really cool moment in my life. But to answer your question, the time that, that I really got to that point where I was going, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. It was before my second surgery where my, my, uh, my surgeon actually said, Hey, we're going to do this surgery. I know you want to do it now, but I want you to wait six to nine months. And I really, really want you to get your mind, your body, uh, totally just dialed in because no pun intended. I want you to come out of this, this, this interview running. And I'm like, okay, cool. So it was at that moment where I started to do meditation, gratitude work, a lot of breath work. I lost about 25 pounds and it was, I was that whole process, like making that decision to, to get ready, which was the best thing that my doctor did for me. But that slowly allowed me to kind of go, you know what, there's something big out there and there's something better for me. And so as soon as I got to that point where I started to really have a a better grasp of my life, I I started to coin this phrase of playing a bigger game. So ever since that moment, ever since my second surgery, man, I've been, my life has just been a, a bigger game and I've only been scratching the surface. So there's so many bigger things that I'm going to get into and that I want to tackle. But right now, um, I'm just feeling good with my progress and, and loving the game that I'm playing. Tell me a little bit more about a bigger game. Like what that obviously means something to you more than than other people. What what is it? What does playing a bigger game mean to you? First of all, it means to be vulnerable, uh, literally allowing yourself to fail, understand that the the whole process of failing into your success but for me, it's it's really making these goals, like coming from possibility. So being vulnerable, coming from possibility, and really just know that you're capable of doing whatever you want. Um, I spent almost 17 years not thinking that way. And I don't know how much longer I have on this earth. I'm 46 years old. It could be the next month. It could be the next 20 years, 30 years. I don't know. But I'm not going to waste another day playing a small game. So I'm just going to be vulnerable. I'm going to um, show up every day and I'm going to go after my goals and no one's ever going to get my way. Um, <sighs> so I just let too many things get in the way and a lot of those things were out of my control. So I'm, it's about being in control and, and just uh, showing up. I read this book by uh, Brene Brown called The Power of Vulnerability. Super powerful book, by the way, if you ever want to take a listen. And she's funny, so it makes – you know, I listen to the book, right? Yeah. Um, But she talks about uh, shame and how there's a lot of things in our own lives that we are often ashamed of, uh, whether it's we are weak or we are not good at something or it's a habit that we have. Um, and there's so much power in accepting that and realizing that in that shame, in that point, that thing that you're afraid to share with other people, a lot of other people are going through that same struggle. A lot of other people have that same mindset. A lot of other people are going through that same uh, feeling and struggle that you're going through. And when you can accept 
that piece of, of vulnerability, that, uh, that bit of shame and be vulnerable enough to share with people, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm going to overcome it and, and gradually accept the fact that, you know, a result, even though a result may not be the one you intended, it's always pushing you in that forward direction. That ability for you to do that and accept that is what's really inspirational to other people around you. I surrender to your will. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and, and I'll add to that because when you think about my story, I mean, I, as much as I went through hell and back, um, I'm so grateful for going through all that adversity. Like I'm, I, there's, there's not a, I'm not pissed off about it. It's part of my journey. I get to share people, uh, my story. I get to help them go through their stuff because I went through it. But when, when I was going, when I was a young man and I thought I was ruling the world and I was the starting quarterback and I was homecoming King and everything was kind of easy. I was the man. And then when I slowly started to make different decisions on just my psyche and, and, you know, that I wasn't an athlete anymore because of this injury, I started going down this negative road. Uh, Man, I was not the man for a long time. And, and now that I'm the man, I'm my own Did you feel lost? Did you feel lost? Like I, I, I kind of, I I feel like a a parallel there. I thought I was going to, you know, go to the show. I thought baseball was going to be my, my path to to fame. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really enjoyed what I was doing. I was, I was relatively talented. I mean, I went to a poor school, but, uh, but either way, like I, I felt like I could do this. Like this was a path. I could see the light, you know, it required a lot of work, but I could see the light at the end of that tunnel. And when it ended, I almost feel like my identity ended, you know, like I, like I couldn't like after that, well, I still had this ambition for, for fame and fortune, but to say it out loud, I felt ashamed for a long time that I wanted fame and fortune. I I thought, you know, if I at least got it through baseball, then it was just okay. That way, any other way, you know, if you're not an athlete and if you're not an actor ambition for fame and fortune, that's not, that's not a good thing to have. That's not good for you. Right. You know, I was ashamed, but I was ashamed. So I think where my frustration lied was when, uh, when I, I didn't get to make the decision to leave the game of football that I love so much. My body did. My body told me you're done. And so I was pissed off. And plus my last season, I played 13 seasons of football. My last season was the worst season I had in my life. So it was, I was ending that whole experience on a negative note through my eyes and it was just you know year after year it could be could have been five years ten years people would want to talk about do you remember when you threw that touchdown do you remember when we broke records together i remember when you broke this record and i'm just like i don't give a shit i don't want to even talk about that stuff like i'm not an athlete anymore and i was just so ashamed of being the quarterback but then secretly behind the you know the door i was like i just want to be that dude again so mm-hmm. I, I just want to be the dude. And that's when the realization was like, you know what? That dude's cool. And that dude still has a lot of cool stuff that's still in me to this day. But I get to, I get to. And that's the that's the quote right there. I get to. When you get to do anything, you're empowering yourself and you're more connected to it. So when I got to that realization that I get to redesign Grant, I get to step into the arena. That's what Brene Brown talks about is stepping in the arena and not in the cheap seats, but doing the work, you know, and, and the, uh, the price of the admission of getting into the arena and redesigning yourself, you're going to get your ass kicked. You're, you're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to lose at times, but you're doing the vulnerable work and you're showing up. 
So now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. I love it. I love it. So yeah, they just uh, there's just been some beautiful lessons along the way. You know, and and it's funny that you talk about that the those that you're gonna get your ass kicked in this thing, and 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 it it really does parallel with with sports, like. In order for you to be great, you got to get your ass kicked. You're going to grind, whether it's running sprints and lifting weights and you're just sweating blood, you know, whatever it is, practice, practice, practice for you to have that moment under the lights, right? For you to have that moment you when for me, like behind the plate or on the mound, whatever it's going to be, there's a lot that goes into it where you're just getting pounded day after day and you're doing it to yourself and you're willing to do it to yourself because you know that each time you push yourself – like uh, like Will Smith says, you know, you, literally when you're working out, you're pushing your body to the point of failure and it's yeah. controlled failure, right? That's what practice is, controlled failure. And you're literally doing that. And now that we're no longer athletes, that we're not pushing ourselves to be on that stage and on that field, we're still doing that in our businesses today. There's a reason why I think I have the habit of I get up every day at 4.30 in the morning. I go for my run. I have that regimen of when I commit to something, I'm going to do it. And I know it's going to not be easy at the beginning, but I'm going to push through. And in the end, I'm going to achieve the result that I wanted to achieve because that's what I was trained to do. Maybe it's a mindset at the beginning. Maybe it's something you can learn. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you can turn somebody into that type of individual where they commit. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where it all happens where, where you commit. Um, I think for me too, I, you know, I, I wake up, at, I don't wake up at four or four 30. I wake up at five in the morning. But when you think about leaving it all out on the field per se, right. When you're, when you're totally committed and you're, you're putting everything into your craft, everything into your business. Some people it's so funny. Cause they're like, well, I need to reserve my energy. What do you mean? Reserve your energy. Like, the, the cool thing about letting it all out and putting every ounce of love and tears and sweat into what you truly are connected with is that when you, when you've done that, what you're doing is that you've earned the right to recover. Cause if, if we're not recovering well and we're, and we're grinding it out, then, then you're, that's going to be long-term badness for you. So the cool thing is like, understand that we're going to work our ass. We're going to get our ass kicked. It's okay. Cause you love it. But you need to also, you're earning the right to re, to recover so you can come back and do it all over again. So it's a, it's a beautiful process. And I think for me, I love it. I love the fact that where I'm at the end of the day, I'm drained. But I know I'm doing the right things to take care of my my body and my mind so I can come back and do it again. How, how much has it changed from when you were making, when you made that decision to uh, to make a change in your life. What habits did you have beforehand? Like, I know for me personally, um, I went through phases where, you know, like right now where I've been consistent and I worked out and I, I do it. And it's, it's been, you know, years now that we've been up, uh, up and down. And then I had a point where I had an ankle injury and I just let myself go. And then, you know, getting back on the horse was a struggle. And, and I've had those ups and downs ever since I stopped, you know, playing baseball where I'll have, you know, these gaps of, of where I just let myself go, where I'm eating whatever I want, where I'm not getting up when I'm supposed to, where I'm just, I'm just not doing anything productive. And then I turn the switch on and I, and I keep going. How, how can we avoid hitting those pitfalls or shortening that gap of non-productivity? Do or do not. There is no try. I love it. That was a good one right there. That was a good one. You know, here, here's, here's my, been my secret. 
you know, when we in society, we hear this word mindset a lot. I mean, it's part of our, the fabric of, of our vernacular now is mindset, mindset. And if you truly want a mindset, you have to be intentional. And I always say this when I'm working with teams and athletes is that intention equals mindset. So if you want to, if you truly want to ignite a mindset, you need to be intentional about it. You need to create purpose. And so what does it look like and what does it feel like? So for me, you know, I've changed a lot of my behaviors. Um, man, if I would have had an intentional practice a long time ago, my life would have been different because I was just, I was in the effect of things. I was just kind of hoping, like literally, literally waking up every day, hope everything worked. And to be honest with you, when you're performing and when you're getting after your goals, it's not about hoping at all. Like, I don't want you, I mean, if you're down in your luck and you don't have any food and a place to live, sure, I want you to source hope. But when you're performing a role, and you're and you have a performance i want you to i want you to know i want you to believe and so for me what ignites that belief is my intention so my practice and my habits that i do every morning is that i look at my calendar usually the night before but in the morning i'll look at my calendar and i'll i'll, I'll literally look what's on my plate and then i'll set my intention like what is my intention for today you know is it my energy is it about is it leadership um, is it my joy? Like I'm looking at all these things that I'm connecting what I want my day to look like and what my mindset's going to be. So as soon as I figured what that intention or intentions are, then I connect it with my breath for about a minute to three minutes. And I, and before I do the breath work, I have a vision of what it looks like and what it feels like. So now I'm really bringing this intention to life. I'm giving it identity, some emotion. And so as I'm connecting it with my breath, I'm literally getting into my body. I'm literally connecting this intention with my breath, my body, and I'm ready to be locked in and ready to go. Now, what happens though, that we get distracted as humans. I mean, right now, I think it takes about six seconds, six seconds that after six seconds, we get distracted real quick. So knowing that I have to revisit my intention in the middle of the day. Like, am I living out my intention? And then, then I go for the rest of my day, live out my intention. Then I reflect on it. And I can really look at, was I living my intention? Was I being purposeful? Did I have that mindset that I wanted? So I've been doing that. And that's, that's been helping me stay focused on my goals. That allows me to stay motivated, engaged with where I want to go with my life and my day. So setting your intentions, your daily intentions is huge. How, how many things are on your plate on a daily basis? Like I, I, for, you know, I, I'll give you an example for, for me and, and for James, we do uh we do what's called a week sheet. So we break down our goals to the week and then on every single day, like I have every single day, this is, I have at least this one thing that I need to accomplish. And if I can accomplish this one thing, if my rest of the day goes bad, but I accomplished the one thing I was productive. Now, if I do the one thing and then I continue to go on my list, that's an even better day. Yeah. But but in the meantime, that one thing that I have on my list is is my top priority to get done every single day. I love that. And I think if you can get that one thing, man, sometimes, you know, is it nice if we could do get five or seven things done? Yeah. But is that realistic every single day? And I think that's what stops me sometimes because I I'm a go getter, man. Like there's there's so much stuff that I want to get done every day. You know, and being a one man show from time to time with my business, you know, I'm, I'm, do, I'm wearing a lot of hats. So sometimes I need to dial back my expectations so I can feel good towards the end of the day that I did one or two things that were monumental. But, but to answer your question, you know, I'm moving from 
working with athletes, teams, and coaches and executives as a coach. So there, there could be three or four, five sessions a day. And then I'm doing my podcast. And then I'm also trying to reach out to people to be on my podcast. Then I'm also trying to do the editing of my podcast. Now I'm doing video work for, for my brand. Now I'm doing more trainings and workshops. And so my days, they're, they're different every day, which I love. But I have to really understand what that day looks like and the different things I'm going to be, different hats I'm going to be wearing. And that's why the, setting the intention is, is really huge for, to, to guide me. Well, let's pivot a little bit. Uh, podcasting. So uh, if I started the podcast, uh, I forced James into it. I started the podcast because I had uh, mentors that I look up to that said, "You, if you're in business, you need to have a podcast. You need to have a podcast. Right. And then I looked at who has an awesome podcast that is super successful. And I'm like, oh, look, Joe Rogan's amazing. Oh, he's got a thousand episodes. So my logical argument was how fast can I get to a thousand episodes? If I can do that, I, I, I will get better as a speaker. My podcast will get better just because we're practicing it every single day. And then I'll have that, that reach, that leverage, that, that uh, audience at, at some point when I get to that space too. And so I started doing that. And But what I found in podcasting is you know, I, even though I, I told you at the beginning, I'm still searching for that fame and fortune. I'm still after that. This is helping me get there step at a time. But what it's really done is open the door for me to meet a new person every single day. It's the best prospecting tool I have ever come across. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm wondering in your experience with your business and your, your, I mean, in the coaching space, you need to meet more people. How has podcasting helped you? Tons. And it's been a journey. I've been, I think I've had my show for about a three and a half years or so, but you know, it's funny. I had a, I have a lot of people that ask me like, Hey, like, are you monetizing your show? Are you making money off your show? And I said, you know, I'm just starting to do it a little bit right now, but after three and a half years, but you know, for me, it's been, um, I, I, I call it emotionally monetizing the show. Like I have the, the guests that I have on my show, I get the front, I get a front row seat to their their journey and it's and it's man some of the people that have been super vulnerable and sh shared their story or just having people like like drew bledsoe like literally being in his backyard in bend oregon and just sitting next to this super bowl champion in his backyard i'm like this is the shit i'm like this is like so like when i talked to roger craig three-time super bowl champion and talk about Joe Montana and Bill Walsh and Ronnie Lott. And he's sharing these intimate details that most people don't hear. I'm like, wow, man, I got the, I got a front seat to this. And, and, and on top of that, I'm building relationships and I have monetized those relationships um, more ways than one. And I'm pretty much almost every person that was on my show or everyone that was uh, part of my testimonial section of my book, they were from my show. So, um, so it's just been cool to, to, understand their stories, have that front row seat, and also build the relationships. You never would have gotten anywhere near those people or that those stories without the podcast, right? Right. It's so amazing what this thing, I, I you know, it's funny because we're, we're, uh, we're in the real estate and insurance space. Um, so we called our show business bros, by the way, and it was just an accident because literally we're like, we got to start a podcast and I'm filling in all the stuff on iTunes and it says, Oh, you need a, a, a name or your show. And I was like, what do we name it? He's like, I don't know. We're both in business and we're brothers. Let's call it business. Bros. Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I love yeah, it. Exactly. I love it. 
So, you know, it, 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 we didn't put a lot of creative effort at the beginning. It's become something over time. Yeah. And I love, you know, exactly what you said, where you get to have somebody and listen to their journey. Like I keep saying, this is, I get to plug into somebody like the matrix, just plug it in the back of my head and like download all their experiences and their wisdoms and, and their trials and tribulations so that not only I get better, James gets better and anyone who listens to the show can learn and connect with somebody in their story and their, and, and what they went through and hopefully teach them something or put them in a better place or, you know, yeah. shape the mind a little bit. And, and none of it would have been possible without having a podcast. <laughs> Think about it. I, I, take yourself back like to when you were going to start a podcast. Why, why did you do it? What, what prompted you to go this route? So it's, it's a funny story actually. Uh, I had no clue, uh, on podcast, you know, four years ago. And when I was in my grad program, I, I was towards the end of, of my program. And I was, I was working with my supervisor and he's like, Hey, do you want to do a thesis or do you want to do a special project? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do a thesis. I don't want to do, <laughs> you know, 20 pages of that, 40 pages of it. So he's like, we'll do, do a special project. And well, what does that, what, what does that consist of? He goes, it could be anything. And I'm like, okay. Um, what about, what about writing a book? And he's like, well, I want you to write your book, but probably not for this. Cause you're gonna put too much pressure on yourself to try to write a book in three months. Like, so keep writing it, but maybe we'll think of something else. And he goes, what about a podcast? I'm like, what's a podcast? He goes, well, you just, you either talk about certain subjects, um, or you actually interview people. And it was really interesting that years ago, my whole, my whole goal in life was to be a broadcaster, a TV or radio. And so I was a media arts uh, major in communications. And so I, I realized real quick that when I was going down that route, that there was hardly any money. And I was very money driven back then. So I gave up that, that goal and that aspiration real quick. And it's so funny that all these years later, now I'm doing it. I'm doing video. I'm doing, I've done some TV. Now I'm doing, you know, podcasting. I'm like, wow, it's so funny. And then now that I'm finally using all that, you know, that, that, that college work, if you will. So what was really interesting when I did three episodes for my show, it was actually called mind sync sessions. And I changed it to 90% mental after about 10, I think 10 episodes or so, but it took me about 10 episodes for me to even listen to a podcast. I was just shooting <laughs> from the hip. Like I had no clue what I was doing. And I didn't even know. Like, so I'm like, now I really enjoy this. Now I think this is gonna be part of my brand. I probably should listen to a, a few different podcasts. And I'm I'm kind of happy I wasn't too far off the mark with what I was doing, but I but I knew that there was so much more that I needed to do to just to get better at being a podcast host. Well, that's that's the thing about about having your own podcast, is it's your show. Like literally you change your, your name 10 episodes in you, if you were at like a production studio or something, they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. Like you, you, right, you, this right. is the name you chose or, or like we throw in our movie clips just randomly, right? Just because we it. can and, and it might not be what everybody likes, but you know what? It's what we like. And 60% of the time it works every time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. It, it, but we have fun with it. And that's the whole point. It's, 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 it's your medium. It's your show. There's no regulations. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. We're the business bros, but guess what? We get to talk sports today. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, because why? Because I said so. That's why. Because I There's can. 
and that's that's the beauty of having your own show and not just that i i, I always tell people i'm like you talk about developing a brand especially in an era like today when everyone has their stuff out there how do you establish yourself or separate yourself differentiate differentiate yourself from your competition or even more so how does anybody who is your ideal customer gonna even find you a website is just not enough you need right. to have content right. and a podcast does that for you totally how, how are you doing it with uh with additional content beyond the podcast are you repurposing your show I am. I'm, I'm repurposing it. Um, I also have done something. It's funny when you talked about, uh, you know, separating yourself from your competition. I, I think now more so there in, in my field, there's a lot of mental performance coach coaches, life coaches, mindset coaches, sports psychologists, there's and which is a great thing. Um, I'm, and it's great. It's great for the, we need more of us, but, but it's just more competition. So for me, I've, I've done some different things. I've, I'm teamed up with some companies to do uh, video work. So I'm doing a lot of my, my mental skills training. I'm doing it through video. Um, I've repurposed a lot of my podcasts. I've, what I've done recently is I've created a podcast series within my show. So it's kind of a show within a show, mm -hmm. which I haven't seen anybody do, especially in my field. And um, I've teamed up with um, former All-Pro quarterback Jake the Snake Plumber and him and I have a quarterback centric podcast series on 90% mental is my show. So we we're interviewing incredible guests, you know, Hugh Jackson, uh, Josh McCown, just, just really like fun, Jason Campbell, like really cool quarterbacks and quarterback coaches and head coaches. So it's, it's been kind of fun to like do things a little bit different just to kind of separate yourself. Um, but, but the name of the game is content. So whether if it's video or audio, um, you know, you just got to get it out there. Any advice for, uh, people just starting off in the either entrepreneurial space or in the podcast space, really, um, you know, anything that, that you might have, you know, a hole you might've stepped in that you would rather, you know, tell people, you know, don't do it this way. This is, this is my mistake or, or right. whatever. Uh, any advice for anybody out there for getting started? Yeah, I think for the for the podcast, I think uh, if you're in it for the long run, just be in it for the long run. It's it's a journey. Uh, this you know to get followers and likes and all your episodes, it just takes time. And also um, understand it's a process and really, really embrace the process. You don't have to love the process, but really embrace that there's a process with the podcasting. You know, with getting lined up, you know, guest and and editing and all that mixing and all that stuff. It's you know, after a while, I was a love hate relationship with me, but I learned to love it. Now I embraced it and, and it's part of the process. So understand the process. And I think as an entrepreneur, you know, play a big game, like know that you're capable of getting there. You just got to stay committed, do a little bit of what you want every day for a long time and you'll get there and just be vulnerable with the process. Allow yourself to, to fail up, fail forward fail into your success, man. Um, and learn from your failures, failures, is feedback. So allow yourself to just be vulnerable during the process. Love it. All right. I know we've been posting your stuff here on, on, uh, on the screen, how to get a hold of you, but you got any, uh, any extra tips, uh, any promos you want to talk about, uh, before we end the show today? Also for those who are just listening, please make sure that you, uh, list your information. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, right on, right on. Well, I think um, 
one one thing is I'm doing some work with a company called trainthemind.com. So if you're really interested in in working with mental performance trainers every day uh, through video content, you can you know log on and trainthemind.com. Um, also, I, I wrote a book about a, about a year ago or so. Um, it's called The Next One Up Mindset, How to Prepare for the Unknown. Um, it's an awesome book. I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, it will allow you to, to really have a better grasp of, of getting prepared from when, you're, when your number's called. Nice. I, you know, I, I, I recently wrote uh, my own little book. I didn't publish it or anything. It's just an ebook, but it was on podcasting because you know, we're, you, you are literally episode 469. So we do, we, we do the, we're the mad crazy ones who do a show every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, cause again, I was like, well, if I get to a thousand, that's the fastest way I can do it. Right. 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 Uh, and so as we started doing this, we've developed the brand for their, the podcasters. And so people started asking us questions. How do you do a podcast? How do you do a podcast? So I literally, you know, when COVID started, I sat down and wrote everything on my whole process and all the software that we use, everything we do from development to monetization. And, uh, and it's, it's changed everything for me. You, you were, earlier, you were talking about monetizing the podcast. Yeah. This is what we're doing to monetize the podcast itself outside of the relationships we've built. Right. So it's, it's been a, it's been a great journey and, and I, I can't, I can't emphasize it enough for anybody who's listening, anybody who's watching. If you're in business and you don't have a podcast, you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> you need to start like yesterday right. and get on it. Find people who can help you. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, me or Grant or anybody, but find somebody who you want to talk to. But I do recommend you guys pop over, grab my grab my ebook. It's got everything you need to get started. I have a course that you guys can take. I do mentorship, <clears throat> and and uh, very much uh, in line with what what you're doing, Grant, on the athletic side. I'm trying to do the same thing on the podcast side. That's awesome, man. That's uh, that's good work, man. And I agree with you. I think. It, your brand has so many different uh, lanes to it, different facets, and it, and one of them has to be podcasting. It has to be, 100%. All right. Well, Grant, thank you very much for being on the program today. Really appreciate uh, it. I totally had fun talking with a, with a former athlete. <laughs> Likewise. And I'm so, just going to say, I, I was listening to you guys and, you know, running all the videos and all the little clips and everything. But uh, every like five or 10 seconds, all I wanted to do was do my game face. <laughs> oh, you guys were hitting some good marks today, man. Everything, <laughs> everything was awesome. Awesome. Go <laughs> I love it, man. That is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, man. Grant, thanks so much for being on the show, man. It was awesome. Ladies man, and gents. Oh yeah, thank go for you. it. No man, yeah. thank you so much, man. This has been one of the best shows I've been on, man. This has been uh, it was really cool. I love it. I love it. Hey, well, check it out. So I told you I'm I'm promoting the the whole course, right? So we're helping people who want to do podcast DIY style. I got everything you need coursework wise to help you do that. And now we've lined up everything on the do, done for you. So DFY, right? Done for you section. Yeah. So cool. I'm gonna be going on a uh, I want to be going on a podcast tour. So if you know any podcasters or maybe your podcast uh, looking for guests, uh, I'd love to be a guest and talk about the power of podcasting on on your show or if anybody else you know. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, let's, let's talk offline. This is great. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Enjoy your Friday. Peace. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? 
Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.